We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to Bring the Juice, your guys, Cody and Derek. We are previewing the Colts' second-to-last matchup of the season in New York against the Giants. The Colts come into this game, Derek, 4-10-1. and The Giants, 8-6, and can potentially clinch a playoff spot with this win against Indianapolis. I mean... Let's just just kind of dive right into this game because I don't know. I feel like we've talked enough about how poor this Colts team has played this year, how disappointing. It's kind of like on the flip side, the Giants have been a pleasant surprise for most of the season, you know, with with how they're now in playoff position. A lot of people peg them maybe as where the Colts might be, you know, at this point this season. But the Giants, you know, you know, obviously with their new coach, Brian Dable, they have been able to do some really good things this year and you know, currently, even with being third in the NFC East, they're still in prime playoff wildcard spot. So, uh, what are your thoughts overall on the Giants this year? Well, no doubt that the Giants started off this season on an insanely hot note. I mean, what they did, I mean, they started the year, what, 6-1 and one to start the year, which is absolutely insane. Uh, fantastic job by... Uh, new head coach Brian Dable and w- the job that that staff has done with the Giants this year for the minimal amount of, of weapons that they have offensively to still be able to do what they're doing at the hands of uh, Saquon Barkley and how they're handling the Daniel Jones thing. Uh, no doubt that the Giants have been a feel-good story this year and it's been fantastic to watch them play football. I think that a lot of people overestimate, though, where the Giants are currently. I mean, as we stand since the end of October, since the end of October, they have in the last two months, they have only won two games in the last two months. So this is a team that is continuing to struggle, mainly due to the fact that they just don't have any offensive firepower. All their receivers are hurt. Daniel Jones is still not a great quarterback and Saquon Barkley's doing as much as he can, but there only gets to be a point that you can only do so much, right? So, uh, especially at the running back position, you can only do so much at your position. Um, You know, they've, they've been competitive in most of the games that they have played, 
Uh, I think really the only time they ever got blown out uh, so far has really just been the Eagles game uh, from a few weeks back. They did get blown out in that one, but for the most part, they have been competitive with pretty much every team that they've played because, you know, their defense has been really good this year. And they're just a well, they're just a well coached team right now, Cody. And I think that's kind of something that I think the Colts wish they had right now is they were being better coached. And it's why I'm kind of jealous of the Giants right now, because I think uh Brian Dable is definitely going to be a great coach for the Giants going forward it, once they start getting some more offensive firepower. But overall, even despite the fact that they've been sluggish. This is still a Giants team that's coached very well, and they're going to play hard, especially the stakes of what's coming up for this game. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Giants, like you talked about, they started off extremely hot, and then, you know, recently they haven't been, you know, they've been in a lot of these games, but they haven't been able to pull it out. You know, you think last week against Minnesota, they were in that game till the end, they lost by three points. Um, Ironically enough, the Giants are one of the other teams that actually tied this year. And with the Washington Commanders, so two divisional ties this year, so far this season. And so, uh, when I said eight and six, I meant eight, six, and one. And that's kind of where we're at, which is just kind of hilarious when you think about it. Just like how all these teams um, are tying this year, and that's like the thing that rarely happens in today's NFL. Um, but yeah, kind of looking at the Giants overall, just as a team. Ironically enough, Derek. Uh, they're getting outscored and out yardaged um, in terms of this season. They're eight and six and one, but you know you look at the the points scored. They've only scored three hundred eleven. They've got three hundred thirty nine points against them. So they're the twentieth ranked scoring offense and the twentieth ranked scoring defense in points allowed. So they're not really great in either department. There, um, they really are struggling, and it's just kind of crazy how. You know, they're really kind of getting blown out of the water in certain ways. Um, and all these games are close. It's like they have a lot of these close games and they have these games where they're getting beat by double digits, like a couple of those games. And it's kind of really- funny, too, because I look at their scores and everything. You want to know one thing that the Colts offense has done this year that the Giants haven't? Hmm. Ironically enough, there's been one thing. The Colts actually scored 30 points in one game this year. The Giants have not. All year long, the Giants have not scored uh, 30 points all year. But the one thing they have over the Colts offense, uh, they've not been held to single digits all year either. Which this Colts offense has been held to multiple times. So, you know, it's, it's almost to a point where I start thinking, Cody, like, you know, the Colts actually have a pretty decent shot because of the fact that, you know, how the defense is played and special teams and, you know, things of that nature. And especially if we were at home, I'd almost say, yeah, like they might actually have a shot because, you know, just of how bad the Giants offense has been as well. But on top of it, again, for as terrible as this Colts offense has been all year and for, you know, the Giants being, you know, around that fringe top 10 defense, maybe a more towards the league average. I still wonder if the Colts will even be able to get the job done there either way. Right. And I think one of the big things about the Giants and the Colts, and we talked about it a little bit with the coaching staff, is like the Giants early on, especially, they found ways to win close games. Like, it didn't matter what it took, but they found ways to win. And that's why they have eight wins already this season, despite kind of struggling the last couple weeks, really the last seven or eight weeks. Uh, They started off so hot, 
that they've been able to do that. Uh, and that's definitely been something that is a big reason why they are where they are, whereas the Colts have been in a lot of these games where they really have been the opposite, where they've blown games that they should have won. You know, the Philadelphia game, the Washington game, you know, just to name a couple. Like, there's so many more you could point to. But, like, I think that's a big difference, too, is, like, the Giants, while maybe the Colts do have more talent on their team as a whole, the Giants are far and away better coached than the Colts are. And at the end of the day, the Giants find ways to win, just, just like the Vikings, like we said a couple week, weeks ago with the Vikings. Vikings aren't going to blow anybody out of the water typically. But what they're going to do is they're going to beat you in the close game. So that's what I feel like this game is going to be because it's the same stuff every single week. And the Colts have not proven that in these close games they can win. They just haven't. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you look at the teams that they've won and lost against, the Giants. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't lost to a bad team yet this year. I mean, you look at the losses they've had. They've lost yep. to the Cowboys twice. Both of those were one-score games. So, you know, that's close. They lost to the Seahawks, who are in the fringe uh, for the playoffs right now. Uh, you talk about the losses they've had to the Lions. The Lions still have a shot at making the playoffs. They lost to the Eagles and the Vikings. So, you know, two teams who have already clinched the playoff spot. I mean, all their wins, I mean, I just hate to say it, but the 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 wins that they've had over teams so far, I mean, the best win that the Giants have had all or the, yeah, that the Giants have had all season is against the Baltimore Ravens. And yep. that's the best one that they've had. And they won that one by four. Right. And every right. every win they've had, it's all but been within one score. Every single yep. one of them. So it's like they beat these bad teams by one score, but you know, they don't really have a habit of winning against good teams. I would normally say if the Colts were a good team this year, I'd say that 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 means the Colts are probably going to win. But like you said, with how bad this team has been coached and handled and everything else, I mean, it just feels like it's a recipe for, you know, the Giants to beat one more bad team before to lock up a playoff spot and then just end up because they're not I don't know if they're going to beat the Eagles, you know, when uh, when they play them. It just depends on whether or not the Eagles want to have Jalen Hurts play that week or not. But um even if they did it, I think they could still get Gardner Minshew to play and still potentially beat them. But yeah, I think that the Giants know what's at stake coming up for this game and knowing that, you know, to clinch a playoff spot at home, you know, that's literally the greatest thing that could happen for them right now. And I think they're going to throw everything they have at the Colts, knowing farewell that the Colts are playing, you know, spoilers for every for whatever team they play the next few weeks so you know it's they got to be laser focused and i think that they will be yeah absolutely well you look at the just overall you you talked about already how the giants have not scored 30 points in a game this year Derek, i'll, I'll take it one step further the giants have only scored over 25 one one time this season they scored 27 early on in the season so they're not a fire offensive firepower team at all. They really no. lack talent, really outside of the the running back position. They really lack talent in a lot of areas on this offensive side of things. And you just look at them overall. I mean, like my goodness, you look at this offense and this defense. You look at the Giants as a whole. I mean, they come in right now, twenty seven passing yards, nineteenth against it. Really, the only thing they've been able to do well is run the football with Saquon Barkley. That's the only thing they've been able to do well this year. Everything else on the offensive and defensive sides are outside the top 15. They're, they're near the 20 to 25 range. 
typically. That's kind of where the Giants are. So they're really not a, a great team statistically at all. Not at all. So I definitely see with how good the Colts' defense still continues to play, I could see this being, you know, a not not even a 20-scored game between the two teams because it's like the Giants' offense has been bad, but somehow the Colts' offense has been exponentially worse this year. So I do feel like this just has the feeling of like a, you know, a very hard-nosed game, a defensive battle, time of possession kind of thing. And uh, and the Giants also like, you know, the same deal with uh, when the Colts played last week, right? The Giants are not very good against the run either. So it's going to get another opportunity for Zach Moss, just like with the Chargers, to have another really nice game. I thought it was funny because I was thinking about, you know, what you were saying earlier about the uh, way that things are going. And I think it's hilarious because the over under currently for the game is 38 and a half. And I'm immediately taking Uh, the under. I'm immediately (laughs) taking the under because both. I mean, the Giants have been averaging 20 points a game. I mean, they're not getting anything great. And the Colts have literally been averaging like what? 14 points a game. It probably at, went down. At, maybe after. not even that at this point. Yeah. Uh, it might be right around teeter tottering 14, 15 right now. I think if you're, if you're a betting man and you wanted to vote, if there was a game that you could almost guarantee is going to be an under, I think this is it because I think both of these teams are going to be held to under, uh, both of these teams are both going to be held at under 20 points. Yeah. I, I will don't say see any reason why there wouldn't be. Right. I will say the Giants are really good in terms of third down defense, and the Colts have really struggled. I mean, the Colts didn't make a third down this past week at all. So that could be a big factor. I could see the Colts really struggling again on third down because that's the Giants as bad as they've been on defense. They've been really good on third down. So I could definitely see that being an issue where the Colts just can't even, you know, they keep going three and out or they get a first down. They can't really march down the field and sustain drives. I could yeah. see that definitely being an issue. Um, in this game. And then, you know, you got to just talk about as well uh, when looking at this defense of the Giants. I mean, you know, say what you want about them, but, you know, I, I would say, in my personal opinion, uh, you know, Thibodeau and and some of these guys on this defensive line, they can still get after you. There's some young, talented guys on this defensive line for the Giants. Yep. I mean, just kind of looking at some of the stuff that we got going on here, and um, talking about like some of the players offensively, I mean, I do give credit to Daniel Jones for what he's able to do this year. Has not turned the ball over a lot, Cody. So that's something different with Daniel Jones this year. He has not been someone that has made a lot of touchdowns, but he has done a good job of making it so that he hasn't turned the ball over as frequently, which is good because then that has not put their defense in terrible situations throughout games, and their defense has been able to get enough stops to be able to allow Saquon and a few others to make some plays. So that's one thing the Colts haven't done all year is really force a lot of turnovers, right? That's one thing the Colts defense, as good as the Colts defense has been this year, has not really created a ton of turnovers. And so Daniel Jones, again, a guy that hasn't turned the ball over much this year. So again, probably just see, you know, a bunch of three and outs probably in this game is what I would imagine. I mean, I look at the differences here, Cody, just showing you uh, the difference here uh, at the running game. So Jonathan Taylor, who hasn't played in what? 
hasn't played in like four or five games this year so far. Yeah, it's been probably time. like five at this point. Um, he has had 90 less carries than Saquon Barkley and only has and has less than 400 yards. Uh, only has 400 yards less than Saquon Barkley has. Uh, so he's ran for 861 yards this year versus Saquon, who's had 90 more carries, but only has 400 more yards. I mean, it just goes to show you just what, you know, Jonathan Taylor has still done in a season where he has not played half of it. So, you know, it just only could have imagined what Jonathan Taylor could have accomplished if he had been healthy all year. Yeah. And, you know, Saquon's only had 10 touchdowns and, you know, I mean, he is averaging obviously uh, around five yards, around five yards a carry right now. Saquon's been a top five quarterback or running back in the NFL this year. So, you know, that's definitely something you need to worry about because Saquon, when he has the, the ball in his hands, he is a home run hitter anytime that he touches it. And I'll be honest, man, it, it does concern me a little bit because of the fact that the Colts rushing defense has not been spectacular over the last several weeks. Uh, they have allowed, what is it now? Four or five straight games of over a hundred uh, rushing yards in a game at this point. So does concern me a little bit that Saquon, you know, or he's back to being Saquon Barkley does kind of concern me a little bit that, you know, we're going up against it, even though I'm sure Gus Bradley will, probably switch up his defensive scheme knowing that these Colts corners can probably can probably still do some stuff with it. Yeah, Daniel Jones also can run the ball. He's a he's a very uh elite athlete in that where like he has he he has like 600 yards rushing this year, Derek. Like he can do a lot on the ground. So the Colts are going to definitely have to do their homework and be able to to account for him. Kind of the dual threat quarterback if you will along with Saquon Barkley. So I think that could be something that the Colts really struggle with is a running quarterback because they haven't really had to face somebody like that this year, right? They face some guys who can run occasionally, you know, the Patrick Mahomes, you know, even Justin Herbert can run occasionally if he needs to, but they haven't really faced a quarterback like this this year. So I'm intrigued to see, are they able to slow him down? Are they able to keep him in the pocket? Because I think if you do that, you have a good chance of beating the Giants if you can keep Daniel Jones in the pocket. Where he thrives is on the run, making plays with his legs, you know, throwing on the run, just doing kind of some off-script stuff. And that's something that I just think the Colts need to really make sure as they're watching film this week, like they need to account for Daniel Jones on the ground too. Yep, you got to be you got to be aggressive with uh the Giants here because like you said, with Gilmore, you know, Gilmore being uh a premium corner. He can guard any of these wide receivers to a T. I'm not worried about it. Um, the only thing that concerns me is the fact that, you know, Isaiah Rogers has now been placed on injured reserve. You're going to be now down him. Who knows if Kenny Moore is going to be playing this week, you know, so now you're down a couple corners here that, you know, you really kind of need. And even with the fact that you don't have a ton of, you know, good wide receivers that you're facing, you still got to worry about that. So, but you still want to try to be aggressive and take away some of the things that Daniel Jones is able to do. Because like you said, if you do allow him to be a little bit more cautious back there, I mean, the defense just needs to try to continue to be aggressive like it was this last week. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. 
I just wonder offensively if there's anything that we can actually do against their defense because I'm at the point, Cody. I mean, we talk about this every week. I just don't know. I don't know what to expect at this point because, you know, the Colts were running the football very well on Monday, but just chose not to run the football. So I don't yeah. I don't understand anymore. It's like I almost don't even look at the rankings anymore because I'm like, this Colts team, like, they don't care. Like, they'll, they'll somehow find a way to only throw for 150 yards or only run it 10 times with their running back that's, you know, has the hot hand. Like, that's just been the state of this play calling this year and this offense this year where they don't do their, they don't utilize their strengths at all. But the thing is, this team still has talent on offense for sure. I'm intrigued to see Zach Moss, how he continues to develop. You know, can he continue to make a case for himself as RB2? you know, these last couple weeks here. So I'm just intrigued to see that. But yeah, you're right. With this offense and the state that it's at, kind of this catatonic, catatonic state, excuse me, I I don't have faith they can do anything against this Giants defense, to be honest. Yeah, I, I yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't really have much faith, especially with just the dismay of what the offense is trying to do. You don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball consistently to you. You don't have wide receivers that are making enough plays. You don't have an offensive line that's protecting well enough. You don't have a play caller that's uh, calling things accurately and precisely and effectively. I mean, it's just a bad combination for this Colts offense. There's just literally almost nothing going right. So it's hard for me to even look at the positives. I'm a very positive person most of the time, but with this Colts offense, I've just kind of given up at this point. Like there's no, I don't think there's any fixing this team at this point. This offense is what it is. It's it's a, one of the worst units in the NFL, if not the worst unit. And that's just what it is and we just got to suck it up and just, you know, realize that we can look at all the matchups and how the Giants have struggled this year, but at the end of the day, I have more faith in this Giants defense than I do this Colts offense. Yeah. It's sad that we have to say that, but yep, you're absolutely right. I, I don't know what we're gonna do there. And and we know we know the Giants special teams has been good this year. You know, they're always pretty solid and they've won a few games off of, you know, special teams being there. And I just think that the difference is is that what you have seen from the Giants all year, and especially early in the year, which you saw. Dayball has a uh, fantastic chemistry with his players. He has uh, he has their his players back, and they know it. And they know that he believes in them, and they want to go play hard and fight for that man. And that's the difference. And even if they're not even if they're not good, uh, they still play their freaking ass off every week for him because that's the kind of coach that he is. So, you know, I hope that at some point, whatever the Colts do in the offseason, they find a coach that is capable of getting that out of his players because uh, Dayball has taken a team that has a below-average roster for the most part and has taken them to the playoffs, almost. So it, it'll be very interesting to see how this game goes down, but I'm personally guaranteeing that neither team is going to score 20 points in this game. All right, so what's your score prediction then? Let's get into that. Uh, you need me to get mine? I have mine. 17 to 10. Are you I kidding am? me? Nuh-uh. Yeah. That's quite literally the exact same score <laughs> I had. I'm not even – Well, listen, there's only so many numbers we could go with, right? Because, I mean, we're 
<laughs> we were both gonna we we're both saying it's gonna be under 20 uh points yeah. for each side. There's only so many numbers we could go with. All right, but... I'll, I'll throw out another score then. I'm gonna go 14 to six. I don't think the Colts score an offensive touchdown. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know they didn't score an offensive touchdown this last week, but I mean, I, I think that they'd score at least one touchdown against the Giants, though. <laughs> you know, I, I would think they would do a lot of things, but they haven't this year. So true. I think Nick Foles is their worst option. I'm going to be completely honest. I think he's worse than Matt Ryan. I think he's worse than Sam Ellinger. So <laughs> that, yeah. if that tells you anything. If this Colts offense could get any worse, I don't think they're going to score an offensive touchdown. They might not score another offensive touchdown this whole year, Derek. That's my bold prediction. <laughs> they may not. You might be. Com- you might be completely honest on that. You might be right because, yeah, it, it's. It's sad, but but that'll be my first one, 17, 10. And if not, we'll go, we'll go a 14 to six. Okay. All right. So I think giants all the way though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, I think we kind of touched on it without (laughs) talking about the same stuff we've talked about forever um, with this team with all the issues and stuff. So that would mean the Colts fall to four, 11 and one and cross your fingers that a couple of those teams ahead of them, would potentially win. Arizona has a great chance to win. Uh, you know, they're playing the Falcons, who are ironically right behind the Colts in draft position. They only have five wins. So that would be honestly the perfect scenario where the Colts would go up to four. You know, they could potentially – I think they could go up to three, Derek, if I'm not mistaken, as well this this week if Denver w- somehow pulls off a win against Kansas City. I don't know that's going to happen, but they could. Yeah, I mean, Arizona needs to win, uh, the and the – uh, Broncos need to win and the, uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it in order to move into number three. So yeah, but we, I think we both agree that the Broncos are not doing it. My friend Chase seems to think they will though. We'll he see. says there's, there's one time every single year an opponent in the AFC South beats the chiefs or a team in the AFC West. That's not supposed to. And they just do sometimes. So he's like, I think, and especially since he's like, oh, they just fired Hackett. They're going to play for something now, and they'll they'll pull it off somehow. See, that if was my thing. did, I, that would be the greatest thing on planet Earth. Yes. I feel like some of the most dangerous teams in the NFL are teams that just fired their head coach. Yeah. Because it seems real. like motivated that. <laughs> We're like, all right, let's do yeah, it. Matt Rule. I mean, look at what the Panthers have been since, he, since they uh, got rid of him, right? Yeah. I need Russ Wilson to throw for like five touchdowns or something. That would be awesome. Uh, I just need, or I just need my homes to be shut down the whole game. You know, we'll see. That would be awesome. That would be huge, huge. Yeah. No, that'd be crazy if they get blown out by the Rams and they beat the Chiefs. That would just be this season in a nutshell. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, we'll watch, be watching those games. Obviously, be watching this game. Mercifully, not on prime time this week. We're done with that. Thank goodness. I honestly don't want to even be on prime time next week, next year, Derek, because no, I want to be on out. prime time just next year, I'm, not this. I'm year. burnt out by it, man. We, I need some time away from it. If we're good enough, I want to watch us on prime time. But if we're awful like we are this year, oh, it's it's painful, man. Everybody gets to watch us be terrible. It's awful. So, all right, guys, well, that'll do it for our kind of preview. Colts versus Giants in the Meadowlands. Let us know your thoughts on this game. Let us know score predictions as well in the comments below. Guys, we are almost through this awful 2022 season. We're going to have a ton of content coming out from the channel. Uh, Guys, we're approaching four years that this channel now has been up. Uh, January 6th, I believe, was the first time 
I had uploaded something in 2019. So it's crazy that we're at this point now, but it's been awesome. It's been a great, awesome four-year journey with you guys. So thank you, everybody who has tuned in from the beginning and everybody who's come along the way. We really appreciate it. You guys are the best, and we're only looking forward to growing even more here in the offseason. A lot of interesting topics to definitely discuss here with the Colts moving forward. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much, and as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.